Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Energy. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we invest in energy infrastructure. We read about energy. We talk to people in the energy sector. We write about energy. We explore how the shale revolution is leading to American energy independence and how climate change is impacting how energy is produced and used. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities, which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I discuss the loose definition of ESG. Green bombs. That's what Lockheed Martin must produce. Because something that surprised me recently was when I learned that Lockheed Martin, a defense contractor that supplies fighter jets, missiles, and various weapons, has been on the Dow Jones Sustainability Index for seven years. Lockheed Martin does an important job. They're supplying America's military and helping to keep us safe, as well as projecting U.S. military capabilities around the world where needed. But do they really belong in a sustainability index? When Dow Jones includes a company who builds things to blow people up in an ESG-type index, doesn't that just show that getting good grades on the environment, on social and governance measures, is just too flexible? It dilutes the value of ESG ratings for companies that really do have a strong claim to be good performers. Dow Jones lists several energy companies in the North American version of the index. Fortunately, it includes a couple of pipeline companies, One Oak and TC Energy, formerly known as TransCanada. Pipeline corporations deserve good ESG ratings because in many cases they're moving natural gas. This helps to reduce the world's use of coal, bringing down CO2 emissions. There's a slowly developing awareness that when it comes to fighting climate change, America is not the place to start. It's China and India. Gideon Rackman, who writes op-ed pieces for the Financial Times, published an article the other day titled, China, Not America, Will Decide the Fate of the Planet. In the article, Rackman notes that China is 29% of global CO2 emissions. That compares with the U.S. at 16 and the EU at around 10. China is almost a third of the world's total. They're almost twice America, almost three times the EU. Even though high school dropout Greta regularly lectures us in the developed world that we need to do a lot more on climate change. China's population is almost one and a half billion. So you'd expect them to produce more emissions But even on a per capita basis, they look pretty bad. Gideon Rackman wrote in his article that China's per person CO2 emissions are higher than the EU. Per person, China is producing more emissions than the EU. That just didn't seem right to me. CO2 emissions rise with living standards. Obviously, the EU has higher living standards than China. The case for China being allowed to increase emissions is that they're trying to raise living standards. And in the Paris Climate Accord, which America will formally leave later this year, countries accepted the idea that developing countries like China and India should be allowed to increase their emissions while they bring more of their citizens into the middle class. I've always thought that's a dubious argument because the world didn't impose the centrally planned economies that both countries had for most of the second half of the 20th century. That's why their living standards are lower than in the developed world. But putting that aside, I looked at the figures myself, and it turns out to be true. On a per capita basis, 
China is producing more CO2 per person than the EU. It's because China burns half the world's coal, so their production of energy is dirtier than most other countries. I have to say, the more I learn about the Paris Climate Accord, the more sense it makes that the US pulled out of it. It's a bit like the EU itself. It's designed by a group of technocrats, but not really reflecting popular opinion. You can see this because a recent presentation of Kinder Morgan showed SUV sales are over 30% of new cars in the EU. They're over 40% in China. Of course, they're over 45% in the US. Electric vehicles globally are 1.3%. Another statistic, air travel is up 50% over the past decade. Most of the people who lecture us about climate change fly privately to events where they preach to us. I think most of the people who want change want others to change, not them. So returning to Lockheed Martin, somehow they gained an ESG ranking from building missiles that I suppose are green. If a few of those green missiles were dropped on China's coal-burning power plants, it'd be a step towards reducing their emissions, and it might be Lockheed Martin's most important ESG credential. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Energy. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, watch videos and webinars. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Twitter at Simon Lack.